For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? Hope you are doing well. I'm having a good day today. I am excited. Good podcast for you today with Rodney Gage. He's got a podcast with his wife. It is a fantastic one. Talking about family shift on working on your parenting. It is a good podcast, full of wisdom, easy to listen to. You are going to like it. Today's podcast is sponsored by Liberty HealthShare. LibertyHealthShare.org slash rebel is the website to go to. It is what Laura and I use for our personal health care. Man, it is a fantastic organization, and they have saved our bacon a number of times. So LibertyHealthShare.org slash rebel is the website. Let's dive into it. Oh, you know what? Uh, let's see. If you are in the Northern California area, definitely check out Laura and I doing a parenting seminar on Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Santa Rosa Christian Church, srcc.org, Santa Rosa Christian Church. We will be there. It's like 10 bucks, super cheap. Come out, join the Rebels, and learn how to be a better parent. Let's dive into it. Here is Rodney Gage on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? So good to see you. It feels like a million years. No. Hello, everybody. Welcome. We're it's glad been a you're while, here. Glad right? you're listening. It feels like a while, but it hasn't. We've slowed down doing some shows during Christmas season, which yeah. we needed. We were going hard in November. So. Hard of the paint. Yeah. Really. <laughs> so it's nice to slow down a bit. We've got Rodney Gage on the podcast today from the Family Shift podcast that he co-hosts with his wife, Michelle. Rodney, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It's an honor to be with you. I'm envious. You're oh, yeah. in 80 degree, sunny, warm Florida, and we're in 10 degree Colorado with snow lament. everywhere. Lament. Mm. Yes, I don't know how you do what you do, but <laughs> at the same time, when people come and experience our heat, they always say the same thing. We don't know how you survive through this heat. Oh, how <laughs> oh, silly. So, I would love some heat today. Yeah, the white Christmas I want is white sand. I yes. want the white sand Christmas. <laughs> I'm go. so happy. Go, go Beach, please. Oh, be yeah. so great. Palm trees make great Christmas trees. Exactly. Yes, they do. They do. You we can decorate agree. them beautifully. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast. How long have you guys been podcasting, you and your wife? We actually started this past year. Awesome. Uh, it Great. was all yeah, it was all really in relation to a book release mm-hmm. that uh, we had come out actually a couple of months ago. But even prior to the release of our book, it was just something that was on our heart. We wanted to get that up and running. And uh, so we kicked it off at the beginning of this year of 2019. Mm. And it's been great. We have now not just a podcast and book, but also now just a resource site um, through a website, uh, familyshift.com. That it's also robust, has too. For all our listeners, stuff. familyshift.com has so much for parents. I mean, mm. you really packed that full of stuff when you launched. It's got so many resources there. That's got to be so helpful for listeners. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's our desires. Mm-hmm. We just want to come alongside and give, we like to call it hope and how-tos. We just want to give as much uh, hope and how-tos like as we can Yeah, yes. just to speak life and encouragement and try to just share practical 
lessons that, you know, things that we've learned that <laughs> the hard way, the ugly way and the good way yeah. you know, along the way. Yeah. Because parenting, as they say, is simple, but it's not easy. Mm. So it's very, very challenging. There's For so sure. many different phases and stages of mm. of parent life and married life that we need all the help and hope we can get. Right. hundred percent. Where did the name Family Shift come from? Well, what we found, honestly, it just kind of came through just a conversation that was taking place really as it related to a drift. Really, the conversation mm-hmm. came more from what we sensed was just the opposite, and it was the fact that people were drifting. Yeah. And what we found is yeah. that married husbands and wives were drifting apart. Families went crazy because so many people are trying so hard to balance the demands between work and home. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then when you throw in all the extracurriculars and all the stuff, I call it the holy trinity of athletics, academics, and the arts, Yep. and then all the other things that go with that, when you start really just trying to manage all of those moving parts in a household, you think, and a lot of times, because you have good intentions, that those things are going to cause you to grow closer together as a family. <laughs> but in reality, over time, what we find is they start pulling you further apart. Yeah. Mm. And so what happens is the relationships begin to start drifting. Yeah. And before yeah. you know yeah. it, they get caught up in this current, the culture, the distractions, the busyness of everything. Suddenly they get caught up in this cultural current that they just start drifting and they don't even realize it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the wheels come off and they think, how and how did this happen? Why did we not see this coming? And then all of a sudden you got marriage problems. There's stuff going on between the kids and the parents where the kids make bad decisions. And so all that said, we just begin to realize, you know, a shift needs to happen. Yeah. Something needs to happen way for parents and really just family units as a whole to make a shift to get back moving in the right direction so that they can ultimately instead of surviving we often say you know ultimately find a place where they can start thriving again yeah yeah Yeah. so it's just that shift it's a cultural shift but it's a relational shift it's a moral shift a spiritual shift i mean there's so many different shifts Mm -hmm. and that's where we kind of unpack that in the book Definitely. That drift can happen for so many reasons. I mean, it can be school, athletics, all the things you talked about. It can be, you know, an illness or a crisis where, you know, you're focusing so much on one thing that the marriage kind of gets pushed to the wayside. Like, well, we'll deal with the marriage in a while. You know, we find that at Rebel Parenting, all of a sudden when the kids start leaving the home, it's like, I don't know who I'm living with anymore. We've been focused on so many other things and not each other. There's been no intentionality to keep the marriage going, doing date nights, you know, getting together as families, being on the same page, figuring out where the other person is at. And you do. It's not this. Sometimes there's a crisis moment and there's a split. But we find so often, especially in evangelical marriages, mm-hmm. it's just this slow kind of drifting apart where you don't really notice it for a while. And all of a sudden, it's like, I don't even know who I'm married to anymore. Mm. Or no. you don't know your children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a subtle trap, no doubt about it. And I really do think that most couples, parents, obviously, that's not their intent. They mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. intend to go there. It yeah. just, before they realize it, it literally is like, you know, if you've been... I hate to keep rubbing this in since we're oh, here. Sure. You know, yeah, go for it, Rodney. Again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 80 degree 
weather here, but it's kind of like if you've ever been to the beach yep. and you've had the opportunity to do a little body surf and you get caught up and you're having a great time and then 30 minutes later you find yourself, you know, you look up and you're expecting to see your umbrella and all your gear up on mm-hmm. the shore mm-hmm. and it's a hundred yards down yep. the shoreline. You're thinking, well, where's my stuff and yeah. how did we get this far down the shoreline? Mm-hmm. Well, you were so caught up in analogy what you were doing that you suddenly just drifted and it happened so quickly and and that's what happens again to marriages and a lot of families Mm. and so they find themselves in that place of trying to figure out okay how do we get our marriage back how do we get our family back yeah how do we get back the things that all these other things have stolen from us so rodney what are you seeing as some of the attitudes or behaviors that are affecting the drift that you know at the beginning stages or maybe things we can look out for Mm. Yeah, we've even taken the word drift and just kind of broken it down. And what we found is that, for example, like the letter D stands for uh, disappointments. And mm. so what happens is, is that because of the distractions, because of all the things going on, suddenly there becomes disappointments. Yep. And so you're disappointed because you're not where you could be or you should be as a family or yeah. in your marriage. And then all of a sudden, the R stands for regret. And now all of a sudden, you're regretting the decisions that you made. Mm. You're regretting committing the things you shouldn't have committed to or taken on the things that you probably shouldn't have taken on. And now all of a sudden, you're living with a sense of remorse or regret. And then what happens, that even leads to a place of isolation. And that's the I. So a lot of times, people will become so bogged down in their situation or their circumstances that they feel alone and isolated, mm-hmm. and now they're a little know where to turn. They don't even know who to talk to, and sometimes they're embarrassed to even go to somebody and even just ask for help. Right. And so the Isn't isolation. I got to um, stop for a second. It's so yeah. interesting. Every marriage has trouble at some point. Every marriage, every marriage that's no ever been question. in existence has trouble at some point. And yet, when you find yourself there, it's like, oh, I can't tell anyone. I can't go to help for anybody. I can't tell my closest friends that I've got problems. They've had problems too. Your parents have had problems. Everyone you know has had problems. But no it's this question. thing we try to hide. It's like, oh, I can't tell anybody. What are they going to think? They'll think right. I'm just like they are, you know? <laughs> yeah, and there's no question. It's a, um, you know, it's an awkward place to be. And in the middle of that awkwardness and, you know, all the emotions that go with that, you know, you convince yourself that just keeping it to ourselves and staying away and isolating ourselves is the best solution. Yep. But yep. that only leads to the F, which stands for frustration. Yeah. <laughs> so now all of a sudden they're even more frustrated because they're not seeing, you know, a way out or they're not getting the traction in, in their marriage or they're not seeing a difference with their kids and now they again it just becomes full circle to the point to where the t stands for tension Mm -hmm. to where the tension and the stress just becomes really gets to a breaking point for a lot of marriages and families right and so again you don't wake up there that's the drift yeah Yeah. and so those are the signs or the symptoms or the attitudes or emotions along the way that seem to kind of manifest themselves over time right Mm -hmm. and so you know, so I think those are just some red flags yeah. you know, yeah. that couples or parents can begin to identify and say, hey, if you're feeling, you know, some of those or all of those, the best thing you can do is reach out for help. Talk yeah. to a friend, go to a pastor, talk to somebody that can just listen to what's going on. Because yeah. chances are, as you stated, they've been there, they've struggled, they've gone through challenges, but maybe 
what they've faced is the very thing that that can be used that can be related to how to you know overcome that or mm-hmm. get out yeah, of that get situation. Get out of the drift for mm-hmm. sure, Rodney. Then talk to us. You know, I've got a 13 year old and an almost eight year old. Your kids are just getting to be out of the house now. But when, I mean, all families are going through this. We see it where you just get into this busy mode where you've got something every night of the week. And, you know, like one kid's, a, you know, we've got a kid in rock climbing. We've got a kid that's a gamer and he's got a tournament and she's got a class and we're trying to figure out how to do dinner together. We see so many family, and we barely do anything. Like Laura and I have taken a stand. Like we're not going to do something every night of the week. And I tell Lincoln, I'm kind of a bad influence. Like, I'm really not that concerned about school. Like, if you're passing, I'm fine. I want you to enjoy this. I don't want it to be this crazy, stressful thing, although it tends to be that at times, you know. But we've tried to take a step back from that. What do you tell families when you've – we only have two kids. You got five kids at home. They all want to be in something. You're going a million miles, you know, an hour in all different directions. Mm -hmm. And you can see, like, man, if we're not careful, we're going to start drifting apart because there's so much going on. But sometimes you feel like, but what am I going to let go? My kids don't want to stop karate or ballet or swim or, or so, whatever it is. I've got to be there for them. What do we do? Mm. Yeah. Well, that is a very common situation that most parents find themselves in. And to be honest with you, we were in that same trap as well. And I think... It comes back down to, and this is a very difficult thing for a lot of couples or, or parents to really arms around, but what I always encourage couples and parents to do is that I ask them this question, what are your core values as a family? Mm-hmm. In other words, what is most important to you? At the end of the day, what is most important to you? Mm-hmm. What really matters? And more importantly, who do you want to become as a family? Who do you want your kids to become? It's not what do I want them to do, yeah, but who do you want them to become? Mm. Because, you know, dance lessons is great. Taking tuba lessons is great. (laughs) You know, being the quarterback on the football team is awesome. Being the greatest soccer player ever is great. But at the end of the day, as a family, we all know that chances are our kids may not be the next gold medalist or the next Tom Brady or – whoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking sports or extracurriculars no, no. Yeah. or the arts and all those things. There's a place for that. And there are certain character building things that can be learned from that. But what happens is a lot of families confuse activity with accomplishment. Right. And so it's narrowing the focus of, okay, who do we want to become as a family? And then what are the steps are we going to take and prioritize in order to see that that's going to actually happen? Mm-hmm. Because all the activities and all the things that you that parents chase and get on their calendars, they have full calendars, but they live empty lives. Yeah. So what I find is that when I talk to parents who are struggling or couples that are struggling, they're up to their eyeballs and commitments. Yeah. But there's yeah. usually a big gap between their commitments and their priorities. Yeah. So they have to close that gap because what they say is important. Their calendars contradict that. Sure, mm. sure. So they have to really think about their core values, their priorities, and the things that matter most and yeah. stick to that. We had that. I was working on the weekends a lot. I was, you know, we were a little bit low in the finances and I just kept working through the weekend. Just it was a frantic thing. It wasn't helping anything. 
And Laura had to sit down with me and be like, I know you care. I know you're trying really hard. This isn't getting you where you want to be. It's not getting your family where you want to be. You got to shut it down on the weekends. And I knew it. And it was hard. You know, with Laura and I, the big thing that I have to get over is my ego and my pride. I've got to be able to listen to her in those moments and not be like, I'm trying really hard. She's like, I know you're trying. I know you care. I know you want to get all of our bills paid. This weekend stuff is just frantic. It's just, if I could just do one more thing, and the one more thing isn't helping us, but being together as a family will help us. Can we spend more time together? And I had to let go and just be like, you know what, on the weekends... I'm just going to not work. I'm not going to work on weekends. And it was hard because there's always that back of the mind like, oh, but I could be doing this and I could be doing that. But you got to figure out what's the core value. Mm. You know, being together as a family was a core value for us. And I had to listen to Laura and be like, you're right. That is our core value. Mm. I need to spend more time with you and the kids. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy because we always say, you know, how busy we are and we just don't have enough time for this and we don't have <laughs> enough time for that. But we're the ones who got ourselves into that situation. So a lot of times we have to take a step back and say, okay, I actually can do what I want to do. Yeah. I have to just prioritize the things that are most important. Mm -hmm. And so it's saying no to the good so we can say yes to the best. Mm. And that's hard to do. It's easier said than done, right. but we have to say no to the good and yes to the best. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? Did you miss the healthcare open enrollment period? Because it has ended. But not to fear, you can enroll for Liberty HealthShare any time of the year at libertyhealthshare.org slash rebel. Why? Because that's what Laura and I use. I got to tell you, when we got a 70 thousand dollar bill for her cancer surgery, I praised the Lord for Liberty HealthShare. They took care of everything. I'm not kidding. Everything. Oh, I thought we were going to have to sell our house when I got a bill that big. I called my rep at Liberty Health Share, and she was like, oh, no, we take care of this. And they did. You can get plans starting as low as $199 per month. They've got plans for singles, couples, families. You can choose the ideal package for your situation. Plus, Liberty Health Share has no network, so you're free to pick your own doctor, hospitals, and provider. I got to tell you, this came into play when we were in California, and Laura had... Uh, appendicitis and had to have an appendectomy all of a sudden out of the blue. What happened? Liberty Health Share took care of the entire thing. So join Liberty Health Share any time of the year. You can join right now. Plans starting as low as $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org slash rebel. That's libertyhealthshare.org slash rebel. It's what Laura and I use and we recommend it. God bless. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? So what other things are getting in the way of people shifting? I mean, we talked about those things before, but I'm just wondering, like, because most people, like what you said, they're not intending to get that busy, but what else is stopping them from shifting and having that those priorities happen? Mm. I think a lot of people don't, from what, you know, we hear a lot is a lot of people, they don't know. That's all they know. That's their mode. Yeah. <laughs> and therefore, they don't even know how to get out of that yeah. mode. Yeah, they're just going and, with the and, flow. 
Yeah. And so it's not that they don't want to, they don't know how to stop it. It's mm -hmm. a moving train and they don't know how to stop the train. Oh, for sure. So I think for a lot of people, they feel paralyzed because they don't even know what to do. They don't know how to unravel, yep. you know, or dis, you know, kind of like break down what has been built right. because what they built in terms of their calendar and their schedules and the busyness of everything that consumes their world, they really struggle with how to dismantle that. Mm. And so I think it is, and it takes time. You can't just shut it off yeah. on Friday and start something different on Monday. Mm -hmm. It does. It takes some time. Mm. But again, it. I think parents really have one of the things that we've always encouraged families to do is sit down and say, okay, literally do a calendar audit. Everybody get your calendars out. Let's look at the calendar, you know, and everybody has to, from the kids to mom and dad, everybody looks at their schedule. Mm. And then you just start walking through what is on the schedule. And then you have to start prioritizing what really actually matters at mm. the end of the day, not what our friends are doing. Right. Not what, you know, so whoever so. says yeah. we need to do, but no, what are we going to do and what is most important to us as a family? Mm. And literally, just to be frank, it's like, who cares what other people are doing right. and who cares yeah. what other people are saying? This is how we're going to roll as a family moving forward. And is this and part so, of showing having your vision as a family vision? Is this part of it? Absolutely. Mm. All that comes, it literally works hand in hand because we always say you have to start with the end in mind. And it goes back to the question of, okay, who do we want to become? Are we living out who we want to be? Yeah. yeah. I mean, are we really having fun here? <laughs> are we really actually finding ourselves being fulfilled? Are we actually living on purpose here as a family? Are we living with greater intention or are we just doing what everybody else is doing? Oh, we just go in with the flow because that's what everybody does. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yep. So we have to distinguish ourselves from what everybody else is doing to who do we want to become? And we have to figure out what that is. Yeah. And that's where it really begins. It begins with a vision because our kids grow up fast. Yeah. They and, sure do. you know, before we blink an eye, you know, they're getting their high school diploma. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, what happened to so my quickly. vision? Yeah. It is. So, it's crazy, though. You know, when you stop to think about it, they do. They grow. I mean, I've got a teenager. It's like, what? A teenager? Are you kidding? I have a teenager. Like a teenager that's taller than my wife, taller than my mom. He's going to be taller than me pretty soon. Like he keeps growing. And you look at it and think, where did the time go? I can remember him as a colicky little baby and holding him and swaddling him and doing. We'll never go back to that again. And it's that reminder, we've got to be intentional in these times. What are we going to, he and I are watching a series of movies together. And I love it. I love that, you know, late at night, we get together, we come in the studio, we yeah, throw the big TV so on and watch movies together. And every now and then, not every time, he'll go, hey, can I ask you something? And I'm like, yeah, definitely. And <laughs> Please he'll, we'll, do. We'll talk for five minutes, you know, 10 minutes maybe on a great night. But just being there together allows that time to happen. Knowing that Absolutely. we're going to keep watching movies together. You know, he asks me about things. He's in junior high and all the craziness of junior high is going on. I just, mm -hmm. it dawned on me not that long ago. We got about five years. He could leave the house. I'm like, what? No, you can't leave. You have to stay. 
but he's going to be an adult in just in the mm-hmm. blink of an eye, and we've got to just be there with them as often as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those conversations, as you know, you know, as you're, those are priceless. Yeah. yeah. But you have to create space for that for to those. happen. Right. For sure. You've right. got to create moments just carving out, you know, a couple hours to, to watch a movie. Right. you got to create space for that because, you know, just being together is going to open up yep. opportunities for mm-hmm. those five-minute conversations. Right. And that five-minute conversation is gold. Yes. It doesn't it have sure to be is. five hours. It's five minutes is gold. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. if that conversation is a conversation that you can help speak a life into him, mm-hmm. help give guidance, wisdom, reinforce what matters, yeah. you know, enter into his world, listen to what's important to him, mm-hmm. maybe hear his heart about what he's wrestling with, what yeah. he's struggling with, what his yeah. hopes and dreams are. Those are priceless. And so those are moments to treasure, moments to say, you know what? Those are building blocks. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. building blocks one brick at a time here to mm-hmm. build something great in the yeah. form of a son or a daughter that's going to make a difference in their generation. Yeah. For you sure. know, Rodney, well, we were talking earlier before the program, you know, it's creating that space, <clears throat> but it's also making it safe. Our producer, Chris, and I were talking about that before the broadcast began. When Lincoln was younger, I was a much angrier parent. I was just afraid I was going to blow it, and I knew I'd blow it, and I blew it by being angry all the time, and he never felt safe around me, but we've grown into this new relationship where we're trying to make the kids feel safer and safer around us. The safety creates the space for them to talk to you. If they don't feel safe, like, well, if I say this, then you're going to, you know, it's always, you're always going to try to change me, always going to try to coach me. Everything is a learning period, learning example or a time to learn something new instead of just listening, you know, creating that safe space where you can talk about anything. I'm going to listen to you and hear you. Yeah. And the key to that is, of course, the relationship you've established. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's creating that space where he wants to be a part Right. hanging out he wants to be with you watching a movie as opposed to going out with his buddies right yeah. he had the choice he could have gone to his buddies and said no i don't want to do that mm. but he values the relationship enough you've established that relationship where he wants to mm. be with you that's a win that's huge as yeah. a parent just to have that space and those opportunities where your kids want to be at home they would rather yeah. be with you than be with their friends yeah, that's, that's right. a gift. I was just talking to a dad <laughs> at a school and he was saying that he missed the teenage years with his kids because he was always on the road working. So he was always just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you having your teens and or your older children have they seem like they they're in their 20s now. Is that where yes. your kids are? Well, so, my youngest is 19. 19. So what would Our you say? Oh, what would you say to the parents that are just starting the teen years? What's some advice or suggestions mm. for navigating those seasons well? Well, I strongly encourage parents once again to, I think it, you know, we often hear the uh, helicopter parent, yep. Yep. you know, totally. syndrome out there where parents are just freaking out and overprotective about everything. Yeah. And unfortunately, we live in a crazy world, so you can see sure why that is. kind of mentality yeah, you know, is easy to, you know, to fall into. But I think it's important at the end of the day, once again, it's knowing who we are as a family, what we stand for, what we're about. These are our values. This is what's important to us. 
And then I think along the way, it is beginning to, it's like a rope. So trust has to be earned. And so this is an opportunity where we're kind of balancing those love and limits and those boundaries Mm -hmm. where, you know, we're giving them a little bit of freedom to get out there and experience some things. But at the same time, we're not giving them the whole rope. Right. And so... Mm we have to give them some structure and give them some guidelines and some boundaries of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. I think that's where rewards and consequences have to be very, very consistent and reinforced as well. Mm. Because all of those things, if we don't have guardrails and guidelines and there's not set boundaries in place, then all of a sudden that 12-year-old that's transitioning into a teenager or that 13-year-old. And, and another thing too, we, you know, I've learned this too with having two girls and a boy. Girls yeah. seemingly mature faster <clears throat> than boys. Quicker. Yeah. And so what happens a lot of times you've got a 13-year-old who's going on seven a female who's 13 going on 17. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And you've got sure. a 13-year-old boy who's still about 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, physically and emotionally. So totally. you've got so many different things going on. Mm-hmm. And so you have to take all of those things into consideration and realize that they still need a lot of guidance and supervision without smothering them and Mm -hmm. trying to control them. So it's that delicate line of, again, establishing boundaries, but at the same time, allowing them to begin understanding what independence feels like like and looks like but that independence comes with responsibility right totally so it's a part of the transition of navigating from childhood to those adolescent teen years and that transition is very very important yeah it is man awesome Mm -hmm. rodney this is so great i appreciate it Mm -hmm. what a fantastic broadcast familyshift.com is the website so many resources there also the family shift podcast that you host with your wife michelle Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Rodney. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a real privilege, and I appreciate all the work that you're doing and how you are coming alongside to help give encouragement and resources to parents and families as well. So it's been a real honor. Oh, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thanks, Rodney. You bet. Thanks to Rodney for coming on the podcast today. We appreciate it so much. What a bunch of great wisdom we got from him today. Thanks to Liberty HealthShare, libertyhealthshare.com slash rebel. Great organization. It's what Laura and I use for our healthcare solutions. We recommend it. Rebels, thanks for sharing this with your friends and family. It's how we grow. God bless. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.